Over the last two and a half years, I've had so many occasions where things haven't gone right, where things haven't gone the way that I wanted them to, but you can take back that control as soon as you can. It might not be in that moment, it might not be that day, no. it might be the day after, but you can take back that control. Yeah. And I think the last piece of advice would be just to be really honest with yourself. Absolutely. Have a real conversation with yourself, even if it's in your own head. You don't have to say it out loud, you don't have to make it so that anyone else can know about it. Have a conversation with yourself about what you really want. What do you want to get out of this? Why are you joining Slimming World? And then make that happen for yourself. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham West. Thank you so much for everyone in everyone that has listened and downloaded my podcast i've now reached 20,000 individual downloads so i'm super happy thank you so much you know if you'd have told me this this time last year i would have uh, i would have laughed but i'm really pleased really really pleased and even today even today this will be my 56th episode i've discovered something new in terms of technology that's going to help me with the podcast episode so all the time i'm learning I'm not showing up trying to be perfect or even to know everything about podcasting, but I am still showing up. So thank you so much and thank you to each and every one of you that has listened and downloaded the podcast. So in celebration of this, of, of today, in the celebration of the fact that I'm still here and I'm, I've not gone insane, not quite yet, I'm going to release the first episode that I did with my first guest. So today's episode is a rerun of Claire Shaw, who was the national finalist for woman of the year 2019 and Claire is just a a lovely lovely lady I met with Claire before she actually went for the award ceremony and she was my first guest and she met me in this office I'm now recording to do my first ever podcast interview and I was a bit nervous the only thing that I'd done face to face before that that was so I guess intimate in terms of looking at somebody's journey and, and where they've they've come from in terms of the, the weight loss and any struggles was a, like a counselling session. So this was a very, very new to me. So I was very nervous, but Claire was just an absolute pro and she put me at ease to be fair. And this is the most downloaded episode to date. And I thought I'm going to release this episode just, you know, for another shout out to Claire because she is amazing. You know, she's lost 12 stone. And she's honest, she, you know, she'll post on her Instagram that she's having a bad day. And she'll also post those days when she's feeling really energised and she's, you know, going to the gym. I know that she likes spinning still, going out for a walk. She, she's just a great inspiration. And I was thinking about coming on the podcast today and, and maybe doing a different recording. And then I thought, you know what, there's still people on Instagram that are posting about the success stories that they're still having in December. So... Is introducing Claire Shaw for a second time to show a slimming story and just to show people that you know it's December, there's lots going on, it's really really busy, but we have that time, don't we, between Christmas and New Year, that time that probably when we've had way too much to eat, <laughs> that we need that bit of inspiration, we need that bit of a pick me up, and if you've got no intentions of swaying off plan, then I'm sure Claire can inspire you once again. So is introducing Claire Shaw for a second time for a slimmer story. I can't believe how much weight you've lost. So if you want to start off by telling us how much you've you've lost and 
where you're at with Slimmer's World at the moment. Okay, so at the moment, I in total, I've lost 12 stones. At the, right now, this second, I am sitting a pound and a half above my target weight. Wow. So I'm, I'm back down to 11 stones, 12 and a half lost. But wow. 12 stones is my, my total, yeah. Amazing. So... I mean, twelve stone—that—that is like a whole person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it is. And I've—I've I've, I've actually carried a twelve-stone person. The night I got to Target, somebody in group said, just... <laughs> um, "I weigh twelve stone." So I picked yeah. her up, I held her on my back, and it's just the most unbelievable feeling to just think, how on earth did I manage to carry this round with me? Yeah, this huge amount of weight because it is just literally like having another person strapped to you. But that explains so much about why I was out of breath all the time, why I had pain in my knees, in my ankles. Just getting up and out of bed in the morning was painful. Mm. And that's why, because I was carrying so much around with me that that I shouldn't have been. My goodness. So when you say you, you had pains in your knees and, and different parts of your body, did you take any medication? No, no, I never got that far. I, th- I think uh, I took painkillers a couple of times if we'd been out walking for more than a couple of hours then mm. I would really start to feel the pain in my knees and in my feet and in my um, in my back as well so then I'd take painkillers just so that I could stand and cook a meal in the evening or you know just get around without sort of feeling mm. it too much but nothing prolonged so you're still active it's just that everything was quite laborious and felt difficult and yeah everything was at a much slower pace as well you know I was mm. active to a point I would be able to for instance stand and cook a Sunday dinner but then once it once that was done I would then be on the sofa for the rest of the day whereas now if you know my typical Sunday is get up in the morning I go for a quick run with the dog then I go to a spinning class then I come home and cook breakfast for me and my other half we'll perhaps go out somewhere you know shopping or you know have a nip round perhaps with the dog again yeah come back home cook Sunday dinner and then you know you're just getting on with your normal household bits and pieces so I spend an awful lot less time on the sofa getting over the activities that I've done because I'm a lot more used to being up and on my feet so I'm more able to how does it actually feel in yourself so when, when you're sat there or considering going shopping or just booking holidays how how does that change make you feel it it's it's so difficult to describe but it is absolutely incredible it is just so amazing to have and I've said this quite a few times on on Instagram on my posts and stuff to have a life without limits and Mm. that's really what I feel like I feel like with each stone I've lost I've released a set of chains so so for each stone I've, I've literally taken a weight off my shoulders to the point now where I feel like I'm totally free I'm a free person I'm, I'm not I'm not sort of I'm not limited anymore I'm not held back anymore and it was me that was holding myself back I fully understand that and I really grasp that the only person ever getting in my way was myself mm. but I'm free from that now I can do what I want I haven't got to think about how my weight is going to impact. So before, if we thought about going abroad, I would be thinking about the fact that when we were flying, I would be uncomfortable in the plane seats. Right. I'd have to ask for a self, a seatbelt extension. Okay. And the embarrassment and the humiliation of, of going through that process of having to say to, to one of the air stewardesses, can I have a seatbelt extension mm. because I can't fit in this seat properly, you know. A couple of years ago, we went to Tenerife, um, paid for extra legroom seats, got on the plane, sat down in the seat, asked for a seatbelt extension, and I was made to move 
because you can't sit in one of the extra legroom seats with a seatbelt extension. Really? So then we had to approach someone else who is in a normal seat and say to them, I can't sit in this seat for oh, takeoff no. and for landing. Can you swap with me? Which he did, and he yeah. did that without yeah. us having to give him any reason. But again, it was just another level of humiliation. Oh, we went to a water park and I picked up one of the single like uh, inflatable yeah. things that you sit on to go down like the, the slide yeah, yeah the tires yeah. that's it yeah the, to go down a slide um and the attendant said to me in sort of broken english no no you're too big and sort of made this gesture with oh, his arms goodness. of a big person you need one of those and pointed to the rings that were for two people so i had to go down this water slide on a ring for two people on my own and that you know again that oh, was humiliating sure. but this time when we because we went to Gran Canaria earlier this year there was none of that no you know it was an absolute joy to go into the shop yeah. and buy clothes to take because I was able to buy the clothes that I actually wanted to yeah not the ones that just fit that just fit yeah that I was able yeah. to get hold of basically oh, fantastic so going back to that that moment on the plane just pick that up for a little bit so you you've been made away you can't sit on the seat yeah I mean, was you was you fuming? Was you? I was devastated. Yeah, absolutely devastated because for the, for me that just then compounded the feeling of I've done this to myself. Mm. I've I've put myself in this situation. I've right. you know I didn't feel that it was anybody else's fault. I didn't feel that I, I wasn't mad with the air stewardess no. because at the end of the day she's just <laughs> telling me something for my own safety. Yeah. There's there's no other reason for it than that. She wasn't being spiteful. She wasn't being mean. No. She was giving me the the facts of the of the situation. Mm-hmm. You can't do this because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And basically you can't sit there because oh, you're too goodness. fat. And that's how, you know, that's how it... I could just, like, I could just see that in my mind's eye and just think... Yeah. Would you just want to, like, die and just dissolve? Yeah, I just wanted to cry. Just, you know, just wanted to, to, you know, get back off the plane, right, I'm not going there, you know. But what can you do? You're there, you've paid for the seats, you you know, you're flying. Yeah, the time. You've got to do it, haven't you? You've got to just get up and move. Anybody who'd been slightly mean about it, Mm. I would have been reduced to tears. But because everybody was just, matter of fact, this is how it is, can you do that? I'm really sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We just dealt with it, you know, but on the inside, definitely I was dying. Okay. I was I was just, you know, oh, I really devastated. I really feel for that that would be just my worst nightmare because when you go on a holiday you you make an effort, don't you, to make sure everything's right, that yeah. you, you feel lovely, your hair's done and yeah, yeah. anything like me, your nails are done and everything everything is organised and then you met with that on the airplane. I just yeah. I really, really do feel for you. So was that the point that was your turning point or was that just was it many factors that made you decide that, that this was a time to, to change? That was actually quite a few years ago. So that was sort of one in, in many occasions where I've, I've been reminded of how heavy I am and, you know, how sort of um, this has impacted on my life. It was actually January 2017 when I made the decision to join Slimming World and it was a snap decision. I'd I'd looked into it, I'd looked into the groups, I'd been reading stories in the papers about how people had had these life-changing weight loss stories and the journeys that they'd been through. Um, And then I had a bit of a tricky situation where I had a problem with my heart. Um, My heart was racing uncontrollably Mm -hmm. and and couldn't settle into its normal rhythm. So it was just like a one-off that had happened it was a one-off thing that happened and then it happened again so then it wasn't a one-off thing when it was a one-off thing I kind of put it to one side compartmentalized it in my head and just thought it's a one-off thing you're absolutely fine just ignore it carry on with your life 
Okay. The second time it happened, it really, really frightened me because I thought, right, this is now happening again. Right. So this is now a pattern. This is something that's, that's you know, starting. Mm. And I really felt that it was my body telling me, I can't cope. Do something. You've got to do something yeah. because I can't cope with the weight that you are. You're putting too much stress. Okay. And you've only got one heart. And when it packs up, it's that it's is the, really your yeah. time's up, isn't it? You know, so at the time, my son was 20 he might be 19, 19 or 20, you know, and he was at home from university at that point. And I kind of, I had to go into his bedroom and tell him I'm going to hospital because there's something wrong with my heart. And that, that was really upsetting to have to do that, to have to tell him that. Yes. So having gone through that situation and, and going to A&E and them sort of saying not an awful lot. We waited in triage. I was seen really quickly because it was a problem with my heart. Mm. Uh, and then they passed me on to primary care because they established that it was nothing life-threatening, it was nothing that was going to kill me immediately, you know, there was nothing okay. serious going on because the, the heart had settled back into its normal rhythm. So then we, we were passed on to primary care and, and the wait was something like four or five hours, but my right. other half had got to be in Manchester that evening, so okay. we ended up just walking out because we couldn't wait. Right, right. And then it was a week or so later, I was sat on the sofa at home about... I think it was about seven o'clock on a Monday evening. And I just stood up and said to my other half, I'm going to Slimming World. And he said, what? What do you mean? I said, I'm going to Slimming World. I'm going to join. I've got to do something. Yeah. And that was it. Swept my bag up, walked out of the house, drove to where I thought this Slimming World group was. The doors were closed. The lights were all turned off. Everything <laughs> was locked up and I'd, I'd gone to the wrong place. Right. So instead of going back home and thinking, oh, you know, sod it, I'll, I'll find another group, yeah. I'll go somewhere else, looked on the on, on the website on my phone, found the next group, got there, got myself there, walked in. I was 10 minutes late for the for yeah. the new members talk so that the consultant sort of rolled her eyes a little bit when I got there and kind of, oh, you know, she's late. She's not heard <laughs> everything. So didn't hear all of the new members talk. No. And she said, oh, I'll catch you up at the end. So already I'm on the back foot and feeling, oh, God, I've done this mm. wrong. So, uh, you know, those feelings of, of being, um, I want to say inconsiderate, but I don't mean that. So you didn't feel like worthy of the attention yeah. anyway. So yeah, that was yeah. Okay. you know, I've, yeah. I've already failed at this. I've tried oh, to do it. I've gone to the wrong place. Then I've got to the right place, but I'm late. And you've made all the efforts. I've, I've made, done everything yeah, right. I've made all the effort and I'm trying to do the right thing. But, you know, yet again, it's going wrong and I'm not doing it well enough. So, so. But all that was doing was making me more determined to make it work. Right. right. No, you've got Giving to stay. You've yeah. got to do yeah. it. You've got to try. Make it right mm. by putting it right and doing everything else exactly, right. Exactly, yeah. So I stayed to the rest of the group and, and sort of, you know, then I'm the one sat rolling my eyes when everybody else is clapping because Susan in the corner's lost <laughs> half a pound, even though she's had three fry-ups and four pieces of birthday cake. You know, okay. and you're just kind of like... Oh, goodness, really, is this what this is going to be? But okay, yeah, let's go with it, you know, because it just might make a difference. Yeah, yeah. So you go to the to the scales at the end of the class and, yeah. you know, you get weighed and looked at the number on the scales and kind of had an idea of what it was going to be. Yeah. And, and that number was 23 stone 10. Right, okay. So just looked down at the scales and thought, okay, this is what this is what it is. That's the last time I'm going to see that number. Oh, bless you. I'm not that, going to that see that so, again. That is, so, that is so brave, I think, just to see that and yeah. to think that. Yeah, and I see, you know, now as, a, as an existing member, you see it so many times, people go and they get weighed for the first time and they step off and they're really upset. And I always say that to them, that's the last time you're going to see that number. 
Yeah. You're not going to see that number again because the next, when you come in next week, it's going to be less. Yeah. Even if it's half a pound, you're not going to see that number again. No, it will always no. be less. Wow. And on it went. There and we go. On it went. That's, that's how it started. So that was in January 17. Yes. And so you, you've gotten the scales, you've got the figure, you've got your book, you've got your pack. Yeah. Tell us what happened then. So if you just so for anybody listening that is thinking about Slimmer's World or thinking about doing exactly what you did and taking that step through through the doors and going to group, what what was the next step that evening? So that evening went home and sat down with the book and just started reading okay. because the, the consultant goes through it with you, but at a bit of a rapid pace. And obviously, yeah. as I've said, you know, I was 10 minutes late for the new members talk, so I've exactly, missed the yeah, first yeah. part. So then you, you kind of go home and you need to digest. And, and, and this is now at half past nine at night, so I'm thinking... Oh my goodness, what am I going to do for my breakfast? You know, I've, yeah. I've not got anything in, I've not got the right things, I'm, I'm totally unprepared yeah. because it was such a snap decision. So just decided, right, make the best of a bad job here, you know, again, the thoughts of not being good enough and, and, and not doing it properly okay. start creeping into your mind and you just think, no, it is what it is, you've got what you've got for breakfast, so all you can do now is make the best choices with what you've exactly. got available. yeah. So plan, planned my breakfast for the next day, which was a Cadbury's brunch bar, because I've got packets of those in the cupboard because I absolutely love them. Or right. I did love them. I've not had one for months now. <laughs> Years, in fact. And then I always nipped out from work for lunch. So then start thinking about what kind of things can I have for lunch. And I, I always worked at that point next to a Tesco that right. had got a hot counter that did rotisserie chicken. Okay. So reading through the book, rotisserie chicken is absolutely free if you strip all the skin off. So brilliant, right. I can have rotisserie chicken and I'll buy a bag of salad, just pre-cut salad with red cabbage and whatever yeah. else in, throw that together, that's the perfect meal. Wonderful. And I have lived on that rotisserie chicken and salad for two and a half <laughs> years. But it's been amazing because it's a hot meal every yeah. day, but it's really it's quick. tasty. It's quick, yeah. it's easy, it's absolutely. relatively cheap. You know, you can get four chicken thighs for two pounds. Yeah. Brilliant. If I went to Greg's and got a sandwich and a bag of crisps and a bottle of pop and inevitably a piece of cake or yeah. some some sort of something, you're looking at nearly five pounds. Exactly. So not it's only a is it too. <laughs> lots better for me, but but cheaper as yeah. well. So so that's kind of how the next week went I was just feeling my way forwards and making the best decisions I could mm. and doing what I thought was the best so I filled in my food diary as your consultant asks you to but felt like I needed to explain the choices that I'd made okay I've still got it I've, I'll send you a photo <laughs> of it later on I've got my food diary and I stapled this additional page to right. it with points that I'd numbered on my food diary for the consultant to to refer to okay so point number one she loves you (laughs) extra homework yeah so point number one I've had a lot of chips this week that's only because and then listed all of the reasons why I'd had a lot of chips that week you know and then it was just a series of these points of I've done this but this is why okay and I'm struggling to find a healthy extra bee you know all these different silly things and she did the the loveliest thing for me. She wrote me a card and okay. she returned my food diary to me in this card okay. and said, Claire, you're doing amazing. Take the pressure <laughs> off yourself. You know, you, you're really trying breathe, so hard. Breathe. Just Yeah, just relax. But I wanted to do so much and I wanted to be 
perfect. Because perfect, yeah. yeah. We, we all put that pressure on ourselves to we do, do things yes. right. Yeah. And, and I'd really, really sort of hammered this home to myself and I really want to do this. I'd got this, this idea in my head of let's just see how the first week goes. Okay. But I think I'd always got that thought in the back of my head that this is it, this is my turning point. Yeah. I feel like this is my time. Absolutely. I've said it quite a few times, but I really feel like my stars have aligned and i don't i don't know if you believe in fate or whatever but i do and i really think that this this has all been very very set and very very meant to be it's just felt like so many things have dropped into place at the same time to pave this way forward to make it easier for me I'm not saying it's been easy because it's been very hard work and I'm very very um, testing and trying at times yeah but I do feel like everything's falling into place place. yeah so do you feel that in a way it's kind of it's made a little bit easier because that's how that's what you believe that this 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 was the right time there was no turning back and whatever happened it this was going to happen and you was going to get success with this yeah. This group. Yeah, I think that, that feeling of everything being right yeah. has really helped but also it's it's put me in a more positive frame of mind. Absolutely. Because if you feel like everything around you is right, then you feel in a stronger place to tackle the challenge that you've got. Absolutely. So yeah, I definitely. felt like I was I was so much more well equipped to deal with what was being in front of me you know I'd only got myself to look after so yes yeah. I've got another half yes I've got uh, my son but my son's away at university right so he's looking after himself so I haven't got to think about okay. him I haven't got to be home to cook his tea I haven't no. got to you know do any of those things my other half is very self-sufficient so he's quite happy to get on and tootle along doing his own thing so and not dependent you. on me so this yeah. was all about me yeah. so I was able to come home and think every night what do I want to eat what do I need to eat to to fit into this new regime of things that I'm doing and how can I make those two things meet in the middle so I'm having something that I enjoy but then it's also good for me yeah absolutely so I think it's really important to say that that is fantastic that you only had yourself to think of what would you say to those listening um today that maybe that isn't the case so let's say people with busy lives where maybe I don't know maybe they're working full-time like myself I've got um got a son 12 year old son I've got two stepdaughters it's very very busy trying to fit in my fitness um, especially yeah. my podcast now yeah. and then, <laughs> then exercise so what what would you say to somebody who's listening who's thinking well okay it's okay for for Claire losing 12 stone she's just said that you know she's yeah uh, you know she's got all this time to herself what what would you say to those people that are listening that are super busy try and make things as easy for yourself as possible so even though I only had myself to think about I think it was it was still so important to plan ahead and think about what you want to do and how you're going to get there so planning my meals out you know and 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 you can do this whether you're just cooking for yourself or whether you're cooking for a family of four or 14 or whatever think about how your next days are going to go what's included in those days is it you know that that you're going to work full time is it that you want to fit in exercise classes is that is it that you've got to take the kids to football or dancing or whatever they do and plan things in around those activities to make sure that you're not getting too hungry to make sure that you're eating the right things try and find meals that the whole family enjoy 
Right, yeah, you know, that, that's important. That's that's something that I've had to do with me and my other half because during the week he's happy for to, to be self-sufficient and, and cook his own meals. But then at the weekends, it's lovely for us to eat together and spend that time because that's how you reconnect, isn't it? You yeah, over things like meals. Around the tables. And, yeah, yeah, spending time together. So I've had to, to sort of find meals that he finds acceptable or that I can do in two different ways. So I can do a slimming world version for me and, okay. a, and, and a normal version for him. Yeah, so just talking a little bit about that more so what meal would you split and, and do the tweaks to make it slimmer's world and one for your, for your husband and your family uh, what could you say there's loads and loads of different examples so you could do i mean i, I could make a slimming world cottage pie right. and he doesn't know the difference because okay. the only difference is that you um use fry like to to fry your mince off in instead of oil Right. Um, and, and perhaps you cut down on the amount of gravy granules that you use or you make your gravy in a slightly different way so that you're not using too many sins for it. Okay. Um, or use a lighter butter instead of full-on lure pack. Right. Um, something like sausage and chips. So he would have sausages fried in a pan, deep-fried chips, and I would have my sausages and Slimming World chips done in the active fry. So I've got two different devices going at the yeah. same time, <laughs> but that's absolutely fine because I've got room on my worktop for both of them. Yeah. I've you know, I've got my meal going off going on in, in the active fry, his meals being cooked separately, but that means that we're both having the same thing, it's just cooked in a slightly different way. Lovely. Or if like uh, for example on Friday night we had steak and chips. So I'm cooking the steak in the same way, in a pan, in fry light, but then I've got the deep fat fry going on for Adam's chips, the active fry going okay. on for mine. And you never crave that type of food, deep fried chips are super high in sins and, and calories and different things. So when you're cooking for the whole family, do you ever feel like you're missing out or deprived what what goes through your mind for you yeah. to think right okay we're having chips tonight but i'm gonna do the healthy version and the family's gonna have this other version what what goes through your mind i think initially there were those feelings of deprivation and those those sorts of feelings of well i can't have that anymore and i tried to stamp that out of my mind you know that that feeling of i can't okay i can have that i can eat whatever i like I'm choosing not to because that's the better decision for me. Right. I'm choosing to look after myself. And in looking after myself, I'm make, making better food choices. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what I'm doing is actually protecting myself and protecting my weight losses. Because how will I feel when I step on those scales on Monday evening or Tuesday evening mm -hmm. as it is now and I haven't lost weight? And I haven't lost weight because I've had deep fried chips on Friday. And then on Saturday, I've had pizza. And then on Sunday, I've had treacle sponge and custard after my roast dinner. Yeah. That's going to reflect on the scales on Monday. So on Monday, when I step on the scales and I've not lost any weight, I'll know exactly why. And I'll be really mad with myself and upset that that's a week that I've lost. Yeah. A week's yeah. progress. A week's progress, definitely. That, I've, that, I've, that I haven't had. That's so inspiring. Had. So with all this weight that you have lost... Do you feel that you've you've done everything that you you need to do and you will never go back? Do you feel that this is this is it? It's it's been a, a moment in my life that's done, and the, there is no going back. Is that where you're at at the moment? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I think if I sort of if I imagine myself now going back, even putting a couple of stone on, and the disappointment in myself and and this feeling of being not good enough 
would, yeah. would start to creep back in and, and that negativity then starts to eat away at you and, and make you feel unhappy with yourself and how mm. do you comfort yourself I've always comforted myself with food yeah you know and it's it's so difficult because we celebrate with food we comfort ourselves exactly. with food food is such a massive part <laughs> exactly. of your life but I think it's finding the balance and that's where I feel I am at the moment I feel like I've found the balance so now maintaining target I've found that what I can do is have a piece of birthday cake if I want a piece of birthday cake that's fine but then the next day don't have a piece of birthday cake yeah, you know don't have, to have a day without yeah. you know don't you can't keep treating yourself and, and congratulating yourself and saying oh well I can eat that now yeah. you've, you've got to find that balance and I think once you once you're able to to have that that sort of balance in your mind of yes I can do this but not all of the time not consistently yeah and I think that's where I really struggle so I can, a really good time on plan, maybe four weeks, five weeks, and then there might be an event that, or a couple of events within a week. And my consultant always says, well, just think that's just one meal. or And then further on in the week, that's another meal. So that's two meals. So why do you think you're going to put all this weight on for two meals? But for me, I struggle, and I'm sure there's other listeners that can relate to this, where you know you've got a party or an event or a social event where there'll be food. You know you need to be in control, um, but just drawing that line after that event. So let's say, for example, on Saturday, um, I've got a meal out with friends. On the Sunday, I find it really hard to think, right, OK, let's not have I don't know, white bread for breakfast or something like that. Yeah. It, it, and it, it kind of starts for me as if it's like a little trickle. So mm. it'll be right. OK, well, I've had I've had a blowout on Saturday night. I went out for curry and had drinks. So it doesn't matter if I have a, a piece of white toast because it's only white toast. It's only one piece of white toast. And then Monday will come around. You have a, If it's like anything like me, I have a stressful day at work. And at lunchtime, instead of eating, you know, your salad that you prepared, I might go and, and get McDonald's or something ridiculous. Because when when you when you on plan and you're paying money to weigh and, and to get that support um, and then to to sabotage is such a it's such a minefield such a mind game and i'm just wondering what you would say to people that do self-sabotage have you ever experienced during this time of your weight loss where you've had moments where you just feel i'm gonna blow it i'm gonna have an absolute blowout and, and i've struggled to get back on track yes yeah i think it happens to everyone and I, I, you know it would be wrong of me to say oh no no i've flown through this and i've never felt like that because everyone does i've, I've thought about it an awful lot more than it's actually happened but yeah it's happened we're all human and, and i think this is where it becomes you know more of a mind game than anything because you go through that stage you go through those feelings of wanting to indulge and then you indulge and then you overindulge and then it carries on a little bit further and a little bit further. Mm. And it's at what point you're able to draw the line and say, right, now, come on, you've had enough. This is, this is enough, <laughs> yeah, and, and have that talk with yourself. I mean, I've walked around supermarkets with donuts in my hand, jam donuts. Oh, my God, they're incredible. <laughs> Everybody loves jam donuts. They're wonderful. They're covered in sugar. They're doughy. They've got jam in the middle. What's not to love? <laughs> I've walked around supermarkets with them in my hand yeah. and walked all the way back around to the bakery and put them down. Really? Having wow. this internal discussion, fight in my head of, I want it, but how am I going to feel on those scales? Yeah. How am I going to feel if I get on those scales? What do I want more? Do I want a jam donut or do I want to lose weight? 
And losing weight has always won. Losing weight has always been the answer for me. And that's given me the strength to put that back down again and to draw the line and to get back onto plan as soon as possible. I think one of the most important things when you've got social occasions, uh, you know, things that are coming up in your life, days out, family days, you know, weddings, meals out with friends, is the preparation and the the mindset that you put yourself in going into that situation. Mm. So if you're going out with friends, where are you going? What kind of things are on the menu? Make have a look at the menu in advance. So would you and, do and that? Then? You would, you yeah, would definitely. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Prepare myself. Even if you can't prepare, I mean, if you're going out for the day, then you can prepare the food and take it along. If you're going out for a meal, have a look at the menu online. See what kind of things that place offers. Okay. Don't be frightened to say to them, "Can you not cook that in oil for me?" I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing Slimming World. Okay. Most places will be incredibly accommodating and say, yes, that's absolutely fine. If you're, you know, you order new potatoes and it says buttered new potatoes, can I have that without butter, please? Right. Places will accommodate, accommodate you. Accommodate you, yeah. Places yeah. will do that. You know, I've I've been out for meals and I've had steak, um, potatoes with no butter and steamed vegetables. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it might not be as... as <laughs> scintillating and exciting as some of the meals that are on offer but it's more about going out and having that social occasion with your friends or or whatever focus on that rather than what food it is so you can strike that balance you can do both things you you can go out for a meal with your friends and enjoy it but you just don't have to blow your budget no i mean your slimming consultant your slimming world consultant is absolutely right one meal doesn't break your week no and what i've always done after being weighed is had Tuesday nights when I'm weighed, when I go home, I eat what I want. Okay. Whatever I want. Whatever's been driving me mad that week. So the the weeks when jam donuts have been driving me mad, I've had a jam donut waiting So do you do home. that every week? That... Every Tuesday, okay. I have a meal of whatever I fancy. Okay. Now, sometimes it's my favourite Slimming World Caribbean pepper pot stew that I've lived on. That's been a wonderful, okay. wonderful not um, tried that I'll meal for, that. for me. Yeah, it's, it's a really good one. Um, but on on Tuesday nights, I might have a stack of garlic bread with it because I love garlic bread. Yeah. Garlic bread with cheese is just divine. So, you know, it might be that I treat myself that way. Sometimes it's nipping to the chip shop on the way home or having a Chinese or having a pizza. And I almost feel like I'm resetting myself. I'm re- readdressing a balance and, and saying, right, OK, this is the end of this week. You've done really well. Okay. These are the meals that I've been craving. So I've had it yeah. because nothing's counted nothing sinned don't make myself feel guilty Guilty. for eating anything i've eaten this meal nine times out of ten it doesn't meet your expectations because it's all in the anticipation and you know you imagine something's going to be amazing nine times out of ten it makes you feel a bit rough as well because you've you've perhaps overeaten or you've eaten things that your body isn't enjoying anymore i think as well when you when you are used to maybe cooking from scratch with slim as well because i do a lot of my food don't eat a lot of convenience food. I eat the, uh, the Iceland, the Slimmers World meals. I've yeah. just got into, uh, and I will keep some of those in for convenience. But I think when you cook from scratch and you, you're cooking from like fresh ingredients, and it's a totally different taste to maybe yeah. going and getting a takeaway. Oh, absolutely. Or, or yeah. chips and, and fish from the, the chippy because I think all oh, those smell lovely, mm. very enticing. The the aftertaste and. And the bloating that you feel. Yes. I think yeah. I think that's uh, there's a lot to be said with 
our minds and how we see food and how we see it as a comfort and how yeah how the food that we then eat uh, makes us, us feel and it's it is just in oh, our minds it's yeah. just yeah. not in our minds yeah it's all all in our imagination so you mentioned before about food for you was a a comfort and I absolutely put my hands up that's that's exactly where I'm at for me um at home uh, when we went on visits as, as young children uh, with my family it would all be about let's go and see granddad let's go and get fish and chips and the chippy I'll bring a cake I've got quite a few aunties so they'd all bring cakes and all we'd sit there with loads of food and we'd have a game of cards and then my granddad would bring the sweets out and then the biscuits it was literally just constant just constant food yeah and it was a lovely time we always had a, a great laugh over cards lots of giggles and I think subconsciously you take in the you know when you have these treats when you have this food it's going to make you feel happy and also my mum used to love cooking she still does cakes she absolutely loves cakes so to me not to go to my mum's if she used to offer a cake it'd be very hard for me to say actually mum I can't I'm on I'm being really good she'd probably kick me out of the house yeah 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 I've been faced with those situations you know my mum loves to bake and and I've been offered cakes and and whatever but what I've always tried to say is can I take a piece away and I'll have it on Tuesday okay well and then I've saved it for Tuesday right. night, even if it means it's a tiny bit stale or, right, you know, okay. it's, it's not quite as nice as it would have been freshly baked on the day. On quite a few occasions, I've said, I'll take a piece away and I'll have it on Tuesday. And then wow. on Tuesday nights, that's my night to have that. OK. And then for the rest of the week, bang, literally Wednesday morning, back on plan and stay on plan until Tuesday night again. So would you not allow the sins for that? So, for example, so on the Simmers World plan, you can have up to 15 sins. So would you not think, right, OK, birthday cake, say like even on the Sunday. So Friday, I'm going to have a few sins. Saturday, I'm going to have a few and, and make way for the birthday cake on the Sunday. It depends, sort of, if I know in advance that it's coming. Okay. Um, what I've already got planned in meal-wise for that day, you know, if I'm using my sins in different ways, then I'm not going to blow my budget and go over the top just for the sake of having a piece of cake. That's when I would say I'll save it for Tuesday. Right. I try to eat as sin-free as possible. Okay. So that I've got the flexibility of having extra bits and pieces throughout the day. Right. If needs be, or if I want to, or if the mood takes me, or, or if if we sort of have a last minute change of plan. Mm. So breakfast is always two high five bars and a cup of tea because I, I can't stomach much more than that. I've never been a big breakfast eater. No. So for that for me, that's a perfect meal because I can eat the high five bars in the car on the way to work. Never right. been able to get up and eat something straight away. No, no, so, no. so that for me, that I can have my normal cup of tea while I'm getting ready for work. I make another one to, to take in my car in a travel mug and I have my high five bars and my cup of tea on the way into work. Generally, I have a sin-free lunch, so then my sins are saved for my evening meal. So then I can right. make my evening meal what I want it to be. So if I want to have um, a roast dinner, I can have Yorkshire puddings on there because I've got sins available. Right. And I can have gravy on there. You know, I can have a stuffing ball if I want to wow. or, or whatever else. If there are sins spare, then yeah, yeah, I'd use them for a piece of cake or whatever. But generally, cake is quite high in sins. So <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, that's why I tend to save it for the night when I don't count sins because right. then it's, it's done and it's sorted. Because when, when you mentioned about you have this, this treat on a Tuesday, so if you're generally eating sin-free throughout the week, so that would allow for that treat on a on a Tuesday. Yeah. So, yeah. so so it's really good and it sounds to me like you really you plan everything. Yeah. Um, and I guess having that scare with your heart, is that the motivator? Is that constantly 
in the forefront is that is that absolutely yeah yeah because you know one of the things not only have I done slimming world but I've also exercised quite a lot because I understand that you know it's not just all about losing weight to be yeah. healthy you need to, you know your heart is a muscle yeah so you need to use it you need to you need you need to make it work hard so that it can recover quickly so that when something happens you know if, if you need to I don't know run away from an attacker you're not going to drop dead from a heart no, attack no. because you, you, you no, feel absolutely healthy. yeah and also you, you know you're prolonging your, your life then as well because your heart if it's healthy it, it will last longer you look after it it's not going to be fatty it's going to be a good strong muscle so I also started going to to spinning classes to to try and help that along it was I think in July 2017 right. we, we established that, it, that the heart condition wasn't linked to being ob- obese it was a condition right. called SVT which is supraventricular tachycardia okay. which is just something that some some people just have right um, and it's not necessarily linked to to being obese or overweight so so that was something that, that kind of kick-started everything and made me get going but by the time we realized actually it's something totally separate and it would have happened anyway right. but I was already quite far down the path of, of losing weight so therefore it, it didn't stop my, my momentum no it no. just made me think oh well that's something I've got to deal with anyway then yeah. so I might as well carry on the there's no time. point stopping and thinking oh well I don't need to lose weight then because right. I was already seeing so many benefits I was already feeling the change okay. and all of that positivity that that brings feeling better about myself feeling healthier being able to sleep better my skin was better wow. I've already described you know the difference in the aches and pains that I was feeling you know and, and that all decreasing I can remember after oh goodness perhaps about six months I had a moment of realization sat at a desk and I stood up to go and walk to a printer and realised my knees don't hurt. Wow. And I can't remember the last time I felt pain in my knees. And it was a realisation that something had gone without it had me gone even knowing. That even realised, oh, that's, I, I, that's just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it was huge. That's just incredible. So the, the, weight, the weight loss, the pounding in the heart, all this fear, has just led to so, to so much more. And you mentioned running as well previously. Yeah. So that is, I mean, spinning... <laughs> Spinning and running, for anybody who's listening that has not tried that, are quite quite hard tasks to take on. And spinning is just that is something else, and, and running as well. It's it's for your breathing for me when I when I try running, yeah. and I've not run for a long time. It, it's more about pacing my breathing. So why did you choose spinning, and, and why did you choose running? At what point did you think, right, okay, I've had this heart murmur, so what I'm going to do is sit on a bike and go crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah, for an yeah. hour. So there was a sign-up in our Slimming World group that a local spinning centre ran Slimming World classes at half past seven, just specifically for Slimming World members. So there was no sort of embarrassment or or anything else, you know, it was just all people, all like-minded people going. But half past seven is quite late. I've yeah. done spinning classes before and absolutely loved it in, in right. the, you know, previous weight loss attempts. You know, there was one where I didn't necessarily, I didn't do anything about my eating. I just went to the gym seven days a week and worked really hard. And I got very strong and very fit, but I was still incredibly overweight because I didn't address what I was eating. So established from that, that spinning is something that I could really throw myself into and enjoy. Hmm. So saw this sign, said to my sister, because she'd joined Slimming World by that time with me as well. said to my sister, do you fancy going to spinning classes? Yeah, yeah, let's go. So she texted the number, she she arranged the class, and we went along to the first one, and it was just so hard. It was so, so hard, because you spinning is all about pedalling to the beat of the music. 
Yeah. So, of course, they're not going to choose something particularly slow. It's all upbeat music, high exactly. speed, you know, so you've got to keep up. And I found that just pedalling along to the music with no resistance on, no no kind of anything involved, not standing up, just sitting down and pedalling to the beat of the music was so, so hard. But I knew that I enjoyed it, so I had to keep going. So started off in March 2017 going once a week. At the end of the first class, I stood up to do some standing up pedalling right at the end of the class and the pedal broke off the bike. <gasps> Bless you. So again, I was back in that situation of feeling totally mortified, wow. really, really devastated, you know, convinced myself that I was too heavy for the bike, that yeah. I'd, I'd made that happen because I was stood up and I was mm. too heavy for it. The instructor was fabulous and came straight over to me, made sure I was okay. And, you know, I said to him, I'm too heavy for it, aren't I? And, you know, tears welling up in my eyes. Oh. And he just looked at me and he went, no, absolutely not. These bikes take an absolute hammering. They're all exactly. really old. Things happen. Just Don't happened. worry just about happened it. Just happened to you, bless yeah, you. It just, it just <laughs> happened to happen to me and not my sister. You know, it was, it was like 10 stone lighter than me at the side of me, but... Yeah, so that that sort of kind of broke me a little bit and made me think, oh, God, you know, this is another reason why I need to lose weight. you you push through it, and that's the amazing thing from from talking to you and and understanding where you've come on your journey. Whatever's happened to you, you just seem to... You've got this strength that rises up and just pushes through it and and past it. And I think if you... I mean, if you can get on a plane and have that happen to you, I mean, you can... You are... The superwoman, aren't you? Really? <laughs> you, really, you, really, you really can just do do anything. I mean, I think I would have died and run off crying. I mean, honestly, you. I mean, the the strength to be able to do that and, and withstand that, and and I think with the bike, I think that's just another thing that you've uh, that's come up and you just just nailed it and you just cracked on. So, yeah. do you always do spinning now? Is that yes, yes, yeah. so part of your routine? It is, yes. Yeah. So, started off doing one class a week because that's all I could cope with. You know, it made my knees really hurt. It made everything really hurt because right. that's that. You know, it is quite a high impact sport. I don't know if you can call it a sport, but a class to do anyway. So so gradually built up to the point where I was doing perhaps eight classes a week, doing doubles, so back-to-back classes, two or three in a row, just to push myself as hard as I could. Because so in a, in a day, you would yeah. do... Three sometimes. Three classes in a yeah, day? three classes of three 45 minutes. Spinning classes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought, am I incorrect? Yeah, yeah, that's three right. Yeah, so day, I started wow. off doing one, and then I'd stay for the next one, and then okay. I'd stay for the next one after that. So although I'd, I'd originally gone with the intention of joining the Slimming World classes, right. I didn't because they were too late, but then ended up doing them because I'd st- I'd go for the first class at half five and stay for the half six and then stay for the wow, half seven as that's, well. That's hardcore, very much. But what, you know, it's, it was another challenge that I'd set myself to be able to do that. And again, right. this is where it comes back to your planning because to be able to do two, three spinning classes in a row, even just one, you've got to get your food right. Because if I don't eat the right things at the right time, I know that I'm going to die halfway through one of those classes. You need you the know, energy. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you just, you, you, energy just fades away and you're left, you know, you see stars and feeling dizzy and sick and all sorts so it again comes back to planning and making sure that you've got the right things in place drink enough water during the day i've got the right snacks in place so i can have something mid-afternoon so that i'm you know i'm keeping my body fueled to help me to do that and it's definitely had a a big impact on the weight that i've lost so from starting and then doing the exercise and having these you mentioned that you've not got this pain in your knees 
I know a lot of people say biking will cause them to have pains in the knees and will cause them problems. Have you never experienced that with spinning? Yes, to yeah, to start with, it really did make my knees hurt. Okay. It really did, you know, sort of bring on walking up and down stairs after a spinning class. Afterwards, I felt, yes. yeah, I felt like yeah. I've got glass in, you know, broken up glass in my knees. But over time, that's got better. Right. That's an initial pain because your knees are being made to do something that they're not used to. Different, right. And what you in in carrying on with the spinning classes, what I did was build the muscles up around the knees to support them, okay. so that the impact wasn't as great wasn't on that? the actual joint itself you're building up the muscles and the muscle. you're using the muscles around so that's you know for me and this is how I've ratified it in my head anyway you know this is how it kind of worked and making sure that you you fit enough for your joints to be able to cope exactly and I think that's important for anybody listening that would be interested in starting spinning just to know that if you can get past the initial month and, and then you will get the pain but then that'll that'll, yeah. that'll die down I mean it I does. wouldn't advocate anybody doing some exercise that made them you know, on on the back and put them off work. No, no, definitely. <laughs> but just to push through, I think I think that's great. And at what point did you start to run? She mentioned running with your dog. So I tried running a little bit. When did I do it for the first time? It might have been earlier this year. Just took the dog for a walk and thought, oh, I wonder if I could run. I wonder, you know, I, I wonder if if that's something that I can I do if now. I can climb just, Everest. I yeah. wonder. <laughs> and, just, and just started jogging. Just started having a gentle jog and realised, ah, oh, this isn't that bad. This is this isn't this isn't like doing really? cross country when I was really? sixteen. Yeah, from yeah. Not, from not running to running, you thought it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. I think you are just uh, you're just an alien or something. I can't. I don't know. Any, I don't know anybody that I've run with that I've ever said when the first run that they were, oh it's not that bad. I've run diet. Yeah, I perhaps ran for about 100, 150 meters and then stopped and walked wow. for a couple of minutes and then ran again and, okay. and stopped. I, th- I went once or twice. And then thought, yeah, I'm not that interested in it. It's not something that I've thought, oh, brilliant, I can do this now. Yeah. This is amazing. I've not got the bug for no. running. So so sort of left it alone for a little bit. And then a week or two ago, thought, oh, I've not done that for ages. I've not run for ages. So it was a really warm day. So I got up early with the dog and thought, I'll take the dog for a walk before I go spinning. Okay. So that she's had a nice walk. She's had her exercise for the day, but not at the hottest part of the day. So again, thought, I'm all dressed for spinning. So I've got me, you know, my support bra on and I've got my leggings that hold my legs in and make things less wobbly. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, why not have a a bit of a run and realise that I could run the entire way round the dog walk that I do, which is two and a half K around Briley Forest Park in in Sutton and Ashfield. But then there's also like a half K walk to and from the house as well. So in total, it's it's like three and a half K. And I can run that. And that's really weird. That I can That's just really do it. Good. That is really. You've never had any problems with your breathing, or breathing is is difficult when you're having to run up the hill. There's a last yeah. little bit on Briley okay. where you have to run back up 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 a hill, and obviously breathing gets difficult then. But yeah, no, I was wow. able. I think I sort of held myself at a pace that I felt comfortable at, so I didn't get too out of breath. Right. So that makes me think that I can do more because Absolutely. I'm not pushing myself. Definitely. I'm just I'm just sitting at a comfortable pace. <laughs> so what might happen if I do something? that makes me slightly uncomfortable that's going to mean that then I can go further so funnily enough last night a friend has asked me if I want to do the Mansfield 5k with her so I've agreed to do that see me then so we'll give that a go see how that goes absolutely I did a 10k in 2017 then I had a bit of an injury after but for me I don't know if you were the same but at school 
I was always the last. Yes. I was always the last in the race. Yeah. And not only that, I couldn't actually run without laughing because I remember <laughs> looking at myself and thinking, you look ridiculous. And I've, I've got a nervous laugh anyway, and I just thought, no, you... And the more I laughed, the slower I went, and yeah. it just kind of, yeah. And then, I think, 2015, I started to, to try and run. It was a bit of a stop-start. And I've, I've recently just picked that up as well, to do to do park run, looking to do park run. Right. And I'm doing the, the couch to 5K. So is that something that you'd look into, the, the park run? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, park running is something that I might have a look at. You know, is I've, I've toyed with it, I've thought about it a few times and kind of put it to the back of my mind, just because... Saturdays tend to be busy because I'm not I don't have anything else planned I don't have any other exercise planned in on that day so that's the day when I have my nails done I have my eyebrows okay. waxed to get the food shopping done you know all of those important pieces. things yeah, yeah, yeah essential stuff so yeah to fill it up with with another sort of mode of exercise do I need that in my life no not really but it's it's another challenge it's something it, yeah. new you know and it's it's I've, I've got to the point where spinning classes are just embedded that that just happens yeah without me even thinking about it you know i get home from work and without even knowing it i'm upstairs getting my spinning stuff off and, and, and going straight to a class it's like that's your routine and that's it yeah now. that's yeah, that's, yeah. Part that's, of you. that's just that's yeah. just the way i live my life now so to, I, I mean I'm, I'm well aware that i need to do some sort of toning exercises so the next big thing on my agenda now is to look at joining a gym so that I can start toning up because you know understandably when you've lost 12 stone I've got saggy bits I've got you know saggy arms saggy legs saggy tummy (laughs) saggy everything really so that's you know if I can try and do some exercise to try and tone up a little bit and that that will be next but I can't see why running can't fit into that it's just something else just another thing just another thing yeah you work full-time do you yes wow Wow. Yes. Yeah. And you do that as well. So that, that, yeah. that that's really good. You never throw um I can't be bothered because I've just been at work all day or veg out in front of Netflix. You you're always motivated just to get on with it. Yeah, I mean I do have Netflix days, you know, days like today where it's raining and there's mm. there's not an awful lot planned, there's not an awful lot happening. That that would you know, I'd spend the, the afternoon on the sofa. Don't get me wrong, I still have lazy times where I'm, you know, just just sit there and do nothing. Because yeah. I think it's important to have that time. I think it is, yeah. You need to have just that time. switch to, off. Yeah, to let your body relax yeah. and just, you know, you're not thinking about anything. You're not doing anything. No. You're just letting yourself rest. I'm just wondering how sticking to plan and building an exercise has helped with how, how you think and how you feel about yourself. If it's helped you at any times that you normally you were just pigged out and, and gone crazy with the food is it, do you feel that exercise has helped you with your mental health and how, how you feel about yourself absolutely it has it's you know that i think the whole it's it's come as quite a package for me really the whole thing the the whole slimming world and exercise you know that i started slimming world and then very quickly started exercising and i've always i've always known and felt the same about exercise it's getting yourself there is the hardest part once you're doing it you're enjoying it once you walk out you feel incredible mm-hmm. and having that feeling of, of elation and, and that you know all of the the hormones and the is it serotonin that it yeah, releases into it. your body all that kind of thing that carries you through to the next time and makes you want to do it more definitely it's brought about a more positive frame of mind for me mm. and that positivity has driven so many changes so so many changes in my life so I've changed job role I've had the um, confidence to to put myself forward recently for a promotion which I've then subsequently got the promotion you know and and on reflection would I have applied for that if I if I hadn't have felt like like I was in such a positive place and like I was able to to conquer the world right essentially you know all of these changes have happened and that's that's also put me in a frame of mind where I'm not frightened of change anymore no no 
So many people fear change because they're not quite sure what it's going to bring and how they're going to feel and what's Mm. going to happen. Whereas I feel like now something new is brilliant because what's it going to bring? How is it going to enhance my life? If it doesn't work, then change it again. Mm -hmm. You know, and and, and I haven't got that fear of a failure anymore because there isn't any kind of failure. No. It's just something hasn't worked out. That's it. It's just like a, a new learning, isn't it? Yes. So, and I, I always say that to my husband because he, he's a keen golfer. And I always say to him, look, it doesn't matter if you've had golf this week and you, you've not won because it's always winning. Um, <laughs> I said, because you'll learn from it. I said, you'll learn from those mistakes. And that's where yeah. you, that's what's going to help you get get through to the next game. Yeah. But no, it's, it's definitely a great mindset to have. Yes. So I've been on your Instagram account, so we can find you on SWClaireShaw18. And there's some really good photographs on there with all of your um, big roast lunches and some some lovely photographs as well of your your before and after journey. Yes. What I'd like to ask you before before we close today is... If somebody's listening that thinks, well, I'm just bowled over that, it's totally amazing and motivational, I, I want to give this a try, what three pieces of advice could you give to that person to just think, right, okay, whatever's happened in the past, put it to one side, these are the things that you need to look look to do and just just to go for it. What what three pieces of advice would you would you give just to just to get on with it and, and to get it done? Okay. I would say probably the best thing to do is go into it with a totally open mind. Don't go in there with any kind of preconceptions about how it's going to be, what you're going to be expected to do, what the results are going to be at the end of the first week. Go in there and just give it your best shot. Just just try it. That was my mind frame in the first week. Try it and see what happens. Okay. At the end of the first week, I'd lost five and a half pounds and I was absolutely astounded. I've never, ever had such fantastic results wow. because I just took it day by day, seeing what changes I could make. But I just got a totally open mind. So I just went into it thinking, let's see what I can do. Yeah. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. No plan things through i think that's the most important thing don't you know don't put yourself under any pressure if you go slightly wrong in your first week then that happens right nobody can be perfect nobody is on plan 100 percent of the time no no one if they say they are they're lying okay. basically you know nobody can plan and stick to plan a hundred percent of the time over the last two and a half years I've had so many occasions where things haven't gone right, where things haven't gone the way that I wanted them to. But you can take back that control as soon as you can. It might not be in that moment. It might not be that day. It might be the day after. But you can take back that control. And I think the last piece of advice would be just to be really honest with yourself. Absolutely. Have a real conversation with yourself, even if it's in your own head. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to make it so that anyone else can know about it. Have a conversation with yourself about what you really want. What do you want to get out of this? Why are you joining Slimming World? And then make that happen for yourself. I think what I really love about this episode is just look at what can be achieved when you really, really put your mind to something and you don't budge. And when it gets hard, you just keep pushing through and pushing through. A bit like the podcast. I've had those down days. I've had those days where it's like, oh, God, I've got to show up. I've got to show up. I've got to bring the energy. But I've pushed through it. And Claire has too, and she's done phenomenal. 12 stone weight loss. 12 stone. And if you still listen to this podcast, if you're still listening week after week, please hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. 
just to show your support, that would mean a great deal. And that's the way that I can keep on climbing those podcast charts. Wow, 20,000. I'm still, when I saw it this week, I was like, really? 20,000? Wow, I'm still a little bit gobsmacked, but I'm really pleased that I did it. And I'm really, really pleased that I didn't give in. And I'm sure there's something that's burning away at you that you know you want to do. Is it the weight loss? Is it your fitness? Do you want to stick at this plan that you're on past February? Tend to find going into group, especially in New Year, it's usually packed to the rafters. People are literally fighting to get on those scales, to get weighed. And are you one of those people? I know that I've been there. I've been there. I try and go, if I'm going to go back to group and if I've been away for a while, I try and get there in November because often December it's like chaos. So I don't know what's going to happen with that now with lockdown and Christmas and all of those things. But you don't need to be going to group to get weight loss. You don't need to go to Slimming World or Weight Watchers. You don't need to go to group. It all starts in self-belief actually recognising that you're worthwhile, that your body, your intentions are worth your while and time. And once you think that you're worth putting in the energy to make change, then that's where the magic starts. And then you can take yourself to group and you can commit to your weight loss goals and see the magic happen. So until next week, take care, have a great week and thank you so, so much again just for downloading and listening and I guess believing in me and a bit of my passion project and I think it's working I think people are enjoying it still I think we're on about 47 countries now that have downloaded and listened to the podcast and I'm really grateful so have a great week until next time take care